The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. All right, so we're starting the series, uh, the teaching on angels, right now. Amen. All right, we already started this in the month of March. All right, in um. We can still release first services, but we will just take it and wrap it up in this. All right, amen. Are you ready? How was last night? If you're really blessed last night, can I hear you shout? Tonight will be much better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will be much better. Praise God. Now, let's talk about the book of Hebrews, chapter number one. Hebrews one. Now we start from verse twelve. It says, "And as a virtue shall thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail." Thirteen. Everybody want to go? It says what? Until I make thine enemies thy foes too. 14, he says what? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? He says, are they not all ministering spirits? Are they not all ministering spirits? Are they not all ministering spirits? So that means if there is a generic classification for all angels, it is that they are all ministering spirits. They are all what? Ministering spirits. All ministering spirits. Now, the word ministering here in Hebrews, the word ministering is from the Greek word liturgicos. That is spelled L-E-I-T-O-R-G-U-K-O-S. Liturgicos. And liturgicos means a public functionary, like a public official. A public functionary like a public official. Okay, and that, now, when you, when you hear that, when you say an angel is a public functionary, what exactly do we mean? What are we trying to, what is, what's the scripture trying to communicate to us? Now, God, all right, is invincible. God is invincible. The Bible calls him, all right, the one that dwells in the place of inapproachable light that no man has, that's who God is. Praise the Lord. God is eternal. In that is eternal, it means that God does not dwell in time, He doesn't dwell in space, He doesn't dwell in matter. God created time, God created space, and God created matter, but He doesn't dwell in time, space, or matter. Hallelujah. This is why you cannot encounter God through time, space, and matter. You would need the help of the Spirit of God to know who God is. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. This is important for us to know. So, an angel is a public functionary who acts in the realm of the physical on the behalf of God. An angel is a public functionary who acts in the realm of the physical on behalf of God. Glory to God. 
So he says they are ministering spirits. Are they not all ministering spirits? That is public functionaries, public officials. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Now that expression when he says sent forth to minister. We, we come and explain what sent forth means. We will have to explain what sent forth means. Alright, it says sent forth to minister. They now says for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Now, Many folks have read this and thought that what the scripture was saying here was that angels were direct servants of men. I used to teach that too, all right, that you could just tell an angel, come here, go here, sit down, stand up, and things like that. You know, I've heard several folks say several things about angels. Some have said, oh, they can put their angel to work, to cook for them, and you know, and things like that, and just tell their angels to basically act like their houseboy. You understand? And that's not what this scripture is actually saying. <coughs> Praise God. Because it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, the word for in this scripture, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, is very powerful, very key. Many times in Bible study, a single word can actually open up a scripture. Just a single word. The expression for here is from the Greek word dia, right? That's D-I-A. And let me say this, depends, there are different kind of people here. Some may just be starting out in their Bible study. The Bible was originally written in Hebrew for the Old Testament and in Greek for the New Testament. What that means is, <coughs> the original Bible, the original translations, was not written in English. And because it was not written in English, we need to study what the, you know, the original writings is. To have a clearer understanding of what, is, what information is being communicated. Hallelujah. So, for example, he says, they are sent forth to minister for them. Now, the word for is from the Greek word daya. And what does daya mean? Daya speaks to a, uh, a channel or instrumentality. So when you say <coughs> daya, you are trying to say that this thing or this being or this whatever it is, is a channel to arrive at something. It is an instrument to getting something done. So for example, if I said that I passed a place of Semo, to Victor through Emmanuel, what I am saying is that Victor, all right, got the semo through the instrumentality of Emmanuel. How many of you understand that? How many of you understand that? It means that without um, Emmanuel, Victor will not get what I wanted him to get. Are you seeing this? Come on, are you seeing this? So when he says Daya, he's talking about instrumentality, a channel. He says, they are minister, they, they are sent for to minister for them, all right, that are the heirs of salvation. So it is dire. Now, that word dire, another word in, um, that is, I think is better to use in English instead of for, that the King James translators use, I, I, all right, is the word true. That is T-R-O-U-G-H, true. That's actually a better word. Because true, all right, is better, is actually a better translation of that word. And I'm going to show you the scriptures that there were several places in the scriptures that Daya was translated as true. Let's look at them. Matthew chapter 12. 
The book of St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 12, and verse 1. They are translated as true. He says, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. You see that? At that time, can we read it together? I want to go. He says, well, at that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. And his disciples were unhungered and began to pluck the ears of the corn and to eat. So what he's saying is that they were able to pass through the field of the corn by passing what? Through it. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? All right, communicating instrumentality. That means a channel. Hallelujah. A channel. Look at Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. <clears throat> it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Notice, he walketh through dry places. That word is dire also. He walketh through dry places. Walk it through dry places. He doesn't say walk it for dry places. Can you see that? So you see that, all right, the translators, when they are looking at it, and they were looking at what word in the English should we use here? You understand? Because dia in Greek, all right, can be translated as for, and can be translated as what? As true. Now, based on their understanding of the text, they picked an English word. You understand? How many of you understand? So, now, if I was a translator, I would not have used for. I would have used what? True. Because in scripture, dia is most times translated as true instead of what? For. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Alright? So, Mark 2, 12, 43. You can also read Mark 10, 25. And you can read Luke chapter 1, 78. Let's also look at Acts of Apostles chapter 1 and verse 2. Acts. One, two. It says here, well, let's start from verse one. It says, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Two. It says, Until, everybody read together, one to go. It says, What? Until the day in which he was what? Taken up. After that, he, through what? The Holy Ghost. You see that again? After that, he what? Through the what? Holy Ghost. Through the what? Holy Ghost. So that means the Holy Ghost was the channel through which he gave the commandments. So the Holy Ghost was the instrumentality. Are you getting this? Come on, are you getting this? So after that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had what? Chosen. Other places where true is translated, Daya is uh, Acts of Apostles 8 and 18. Acts 8, 18. Romans chapter number 2 and 24. Romans chapter number 3 and 24 to 25. And Romans chapter 4, verse 13. Now, how many of you agree I have made a good case for Daya to be translated as true? Is it? Are you seeing now? Very clear. It's true. Praise God. Look at him and say, this, this is how to study your Bible. Yeah, glory to God. So, when we see minister for, what it can be best translated as is minister what? True. What that means, that, therefore, is that it means that the activities of angels is dependent on the heirs of salvation. 
The activities of angels is dependent on the essence of salvation. Go back there, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. <clears throat> Glory to God. Read it again. Can we read one, two, go? Everybody, he says what? Are they not all what? Talk to me. Are they not all what? Ministering spirit. Sent forth to minister through them. Through them. So that means angels minister through them. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. So just as Jesus, through the Holy Ghost, gave commandments, just as Jesus and his disciples passed through the cornfields, through, you understand? Through, through. Also, angels minister through them who are the heirs of salvation. So that means the activities of angels are just dependent on the activities and the steps taken of the heirs of salvation. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So men are the ones who trigger angelic interference. Now, why is it important for us to get this? Uh, let me show you something quickly. Turn your Bible to the book of Psalms. I'm going to remember. Understanding is necessary for you to lambano. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. If you don't have clarity, you cannot receive. So clarity and understanding is a very important ingredient, all right, component of receiving. This is why Bible teaching in the local church must take the preeminence always. Why? Because unless the people are properly taught, they can't take a hold of. It is what you can clearly see that you can reach out and receive. Praise God. Praise God. So that's why teaching is important. Teaching and especially properly, rightly divided teaching. Amen. I said amen. Now look at Psalm 115 and from verse 12. He says, The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. Verse 14. Everybody read. He says what? The Lord shall increase you more and more and your children. I, I hope you know this is a good place to be saying amen. He says, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made, listen, you are blessed of the Lord, which made what? Heaven and what? And earth. Now, 16. Everybody read one, two, go. What does he say? Hold on. He says, the heavens, even the heavens, are what? The Lord's. Now, I don't know if you notice. Verse 16 starts by saying, the heaven. Singular. Look at it. The heaven. Then he now says, even what? The heavens. Because there is more than one heaven. The Bible lets us know that there, there are at least three heavens. There are at least how many? Three. Paul, in speaking 
um, in Second uh, Corinthians 12 says that he was caught up to the what? To the what? To the third heaven. Where he heard things that were not, were not legal for men to see. The first heaven is the atmospheric heaven. That's the sky. It's popularly called in scripture in Hebrew is Al-Shamayim. That's the sky. The sky. Then you have the second heaven. The second heaven is where you have the prince of the power of the air, demonic spirits. It's an invisible realm. It is where spirits and angels enter into conflicts. For example, the Bible tells in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 21 to 23, all right, you have a description of a, co a combat between angels and the prince of Persia. That combat occurred in the second heaven. Praise the Lord. That combat occurred in the second heaven. At times when, um, sometimes I'll be uh, uh, privileged by the Lord, my eyes will be open and I will see altercations in the realm of the spirit between angels and demons. That is in the second heaven. You see it there. And today also, I am going to be showing you about, I'm teaching you about altars and how that altars give permission to demonic spirit, alright, to operate. We will look at I think, I hope time gives us that opportunity. We're going to look at the classification of angels and the classifications of demonic spirits. Now, uh, you know, I'm saying demonic spirits, but I think I should be more specific. I should, as you say, fallen angels. Because there are fallen angels, then there are demonic spirits. They are not the same. There are fallen angels, then there are demonic spirits. Demonic spirits are not fallen angels. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But that one is maybe afternoon session. Let me go my introduction. Because you now learn, you will now, I will now, you will now find out why the children of Israel, every time they turn to idolatry, they lost territory. Every time. Then every time they return to God, they regain the territory they lost. Praise God. Some actually use human always make the mistake of thinking that, oh, when they went to idolatry, God was angry. No, no. You must understand warfare. I, like um, the case of Job. Remember, we explained that. I will explain that again today. So that those of you that didn't, were not present or you have not listened to message, you get it. What happened in Job 1 was not God having conference with angels, then devils came there. No. All right. As you are going to see. Praise God. So let's take it step by step. So where was I? Where was I? Psalms, verse 16. He says, the heaven, even the heavens, are what? The Lord's. But what? The earth, has he given to what? The children of men. What's that telling you? It's telling you that the earth realm, the physical dimension, God has handed that dimension over to men. Men are the custodians of the physical dimension. Men are the ones that have authority in the physical dimension. So he says, the heavens, the heavens, that belongs to God, but the earth he has committed to the children of men. Look at Genesis chapter 1 to show you how that, that's correct. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, collaboratory scripture. He says, and God said, <clears throat> 
And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over what? The fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Notice, the domicile of man's dominion, according to Genesis 1.26, is where? Is where? The earth. The earth. Man's primary assignment is on the earth. His primary assignment is here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's on the earth. Very important for us to know that. So because man's primary assignment is on the earth, and God has given the earth to men, it means that if anything is to happen on this earth, it must happen via who? A man. If God is going to get something to happen on the earth, he will do it through a man. If the devil is going to get something to happen on the earth, he will do it through what? A man. Why? Because the earth is for what? For man. What happens on the earth must be allowed by a man. What does not happen on the earth must be allowed or disallowed by a man. Because man owns the earth. God gave the earth to man. Look at him and say, God, louder, God gave the earth to man. Very important. How many of you have your own house? Like, um, not that you built it. You have a house where you live in. Let me see your hand. You didn't come from under bridge to this place. Not speaking bad against those that, you know, live under the bridge. But you understand what I'm saying? Now, it's your house, right? Now, if you want to, if you're in your house and someone wants to get in, does that person need permission from you to get in? Church, talk to me. Does the person need permission? Does the person need permission? Now, why does this person need permission? Because it is your house. Is this correct? Come on, is this correct? So it's your house. So that person needs permission to get in. The earth belongs to man. Any being or person that is not man needs permission to enter. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Is this clear? Now, let's continue. Now that you've seen that. important. Now, now that we establish that the earth belongs to man, and man needs to give permission for any being that is not a man to enter, because the only legal entry of any being to the earth that gives that being right on the earth is through a woman. So that means for you to have rights on the earth, you need to be born of what? A woman. So in fact, Jesus, for Jesus to come into the earth and have legal rights on the earth, what did he have to do? He had to come through the womb of who? Mary. Praise the Lord. Now, let's continue. We've established that angels minister through men. Now, we've also seen that the earth belongs to men and any being that is not a man has to come in through permission. So if that man, any being that is not a man, comes in through permission, who is giving that permission or who is securing the permission? It's men. Is that correct? Because we've just established that, all right, they minister through heirs of salvation. Now, let's now um, examine that a bit. 
Psalm 103. Praise God. Praise God. Psalm 103 and verse 19. It says, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Again, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. Where is his throne? Where is his throne? In the heavens. That's in the realm of the spirit. Glory to God. Now, and his kingdom ruleth over all. 20. Everybody read one to go. He says what? Yes. Uh-huh. Acronym unto the voice. Notice what he says. He says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. Uh-huh. That do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Notice, angels do God's commandments. Not your commandments. They do God's commandments. One major problem, one major mistake many Christians make is they try to get God to do what they want. Prayer is not primarily about getting God to do what you want. You are going to get better results in prayer when you understand that prayer should first and foremost be about the establishment of God's kingdom on the earth. Which means in prayer, you inquire to find out what God wants to do. What is God's plan? What is God's agenda? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says they do his commandments. His commandments. They do his commandments. They do his commandments. Hacking the word. You know, I was looking, just if you read the words of Jesus, Jesus I said, <clears throat> He said, I don't do these things of myself. He says, what I see the Father do, that is what I what? Do also. He says, the Father walketh, hitherto, and I walk also. So that means, what Jesus is telling you, is that everything you saw him do, he saw the Father do it first. So, in the place of fellowship and prayer, he saw it. Then in the physical, he replicated it. So the plan of God is that man should see what he, God, does in the invisible. And man is to what? Replicate it where? In the visible. Prayer is that exercise where we download the blueprint of what God wants done. Hallelujah. We see it, then we execute it in the natural. How many of you got that? How many you got that? So that means praying time is seeing time. Until you have seen and heard, you have not done praying. If you prayed and you heard nothing and you saw nothing, you are not done praying. Because the purpose of prayer is to see and discern what the Father is doing so that you can carry it out in the physical. Praise God. 
angels, they do his commandments. They do his commandments. Now, let's even try to um, focus on that word strength. The word strength. When he says, he says here, bless the Lord, his angels, that excel in strength. That excel in strength. Hallelujah. Ever say excel in strength. Say excel in strength. Now, there is a very interesting word, gibor. All right, when he says excel in strength, he's talking about a magnification of strength. He's talking about brute force. Hallelujah. Brute force. It's akin to the words um, used in the Greek in Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse um, 17 to 20 where it talks about the exceeding greatness of his power, all right, that the eyes of your understanding may be opened that you may know what is the uh, exceeding greatness of his power at work in us. All right, at work, uh, uh, working towards us. Let's look at it, Ephesians 1, quickly. Let me see I don't misquote it. He says in 17, that the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him. 18, everybody would want to go. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in his saints. 19, and what is the what? Exceeding greatness of his power to us word. Notice, he said to us word. So that means it is the power at work around us. Hallelujah. There is a power at work in us. Then there is a power at work around us. Towards us. Hallelujah. There is a power at work in, in us. Then there is a power at work around us. this one more time. There is a power of God at work in me. Then the power of God is at work around me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Something is happening in the realm of the spirit. But it's not, I'm not giving permission for them to do anything. Because this meeting is teaching meeting. But there are people that are being healed right now. They are being healed, one thing or the other. All right? And those even watching, they are being healed. So if, as I'm teaching, collect your healing. Take a hold of your word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it says, towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Now, this mighty power is mentioning that mighty power the words used there are, 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 are some very very amazing words that are synonymous with gibor uses psalm 103 verse 20. by the way those of you that were in the service for angels first service is is different have you, have you? <laughs> So, uh, we have this, we have it now, we have the outline, my dear, forget, let's continue. <laughs> now, listen, now the word 
mighty here in Ephesians 170 is a Greek word iskus. Now, iskus means forceful ability. Okay? I think the best way I can use to describe it, I remember watch uh what's not that top Avenger, right? I remember you know incredible work. Incredible work, right? You see, the way the guy will punch somebody and the will fly away, right? That is excuse. Brutal force. Brute force. Glory to God. Then the next word used when it says walking of his mighty. The next word, power, there is a Greek word, kratos. Hallelujah. Kratos. Now, kratos speaks to mighty force. Basically, what Paul is saying in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 is this power 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 amen power in power upon power 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 everywhere that's what i say praise god praise god now one of the demonstrations of god's power working towards the believer is the ability of angels angels Glory to God. Gibor, Iskus, Kratos, brute force, angels. Were angels involved in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead? Yes. The Bible lets us know they were there. Amen. Did they help him rise from the dead? No. He rose up from the dead by himself. But the angels were there. When he ascended to heaven, the angels were what? They were there. They were the ones that were telling his disciples, this same Jesus you see go, he will come again. You understand? They were there. Sometimes, I, this night, eh, I'm trusting God to open people's eyes to see. There are sometimes when, when you lay hands on people, Hey, it's not just your hand that is laying you. There are some other friends that are laying hands with you. So that always explains that reaction I have. You can lay hands on someone and person just go, you, you understand? You know, <laughs> there was this young man. We, we used to be at a hall called Calabar Hall. I can never forget it. This guy came to one of our meetings, Sunday services, right? And guy came and he was a skeptic. So I think some friend invited him to come to church and the guy came. You know, he just came, you know. He came to church. You know. And we're laying hands and all. So, when I got to him, the Lord said, don't use your full hand. Point. Right? So I pointed at his forehead and the power of God hit him and knocked him down. You understand? And he was vibrating on the floor. I said, pick him up. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Later, after the meeting, he came to me and said, Pastor, I want to see you. I said, what is it? He said, Pastor, ah, you are really a man of God. I said, well, why do you say so? He said, no man of God has ever fallen me down before. I said, I wasn't trying to fall you down. <laughs> the intention, no, I wasn't. 
I didn't push you. Did I push you? No. He said, so, so, he said you just, you barely touched me and something. And he was like describing what he felt. It's power, 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 power. Everybody say power, 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 power. You know, maybe we will call it the anointing, the Holy, you understand, understand? But I'm trying to let you know that it is a combination of a lot of things in the Holy Ghost. Of which angels are a subset. We are not alone. We walk with people. Glory to God. Amen. All right, now let's continue. Now, the Bible says in Psalm 1320, it says, they do his commandments. That means angels, all right, do God's commands. They do not act without authorization. Because they are angels. They are not men. They need authorization to enter the atrium. Look at this. Daniel chapter 9. Shall I tell you why emphasis must be placed in teaching? A lot of people like and prefer Holy Ghost services because it is dramatic. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Ah, let them just lay hands on me. Ah, all this story teaching. Let them just lay hands. Listen to me and listen to me well. It is the teaching that will allow the thing to stay. You could have an encounter with the power of God and live with an experience. But when you understand the teaching, you will be able to reciprocate it. You will be able to reproduce it. So teaching is what makes you live with a lifestyle of the supernatural. Because the teaching shows you the principle that brought around the experience in the first place. Are you paying attention? So pay attention to teaching. Because that is where the secret is. You got him and say the secret is in the teaching. Again, the secret is in the teaching. Yeah. So pay attention to the teaching. Daniel chapter 9. And verse 1. Can we read one to go? It says what? In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. Everybody read verse 2. It says what? I, Daniel, understood by books. I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish what? Seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Verse 3. Everybody read one to go. It says what? To seek by prayer and what? Supplications. With fasting and sackcloth and ashes. So that means he goes to pray. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord. Now, he goes there and he prays, he quotes scripture and he does that. Now, let us move into verse 20. And whilst I was speaking, pay attention, and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. 21, everybody read, want to go. Yeah, whilst I was speaking in prayer, 
even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the what? At the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the what? Evening oblation. Notice. Being caused to fly. Hallelujah. Being caused to fly swiftly. Now, there's something I want you to see very clearly. Angels are beings created in what realm? In the time realm. Though they are of a spiritual substance, they were created in time. Angels are not eternal. Clear? Because for them to have, uh, them to be described as they stood, they, they flew swiftly, I was sent, they were created in time. The difference is, the time in the angelic realm and the timing in the earth realm is not the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you know that timing on the earth is determined by the position, relational position of the earth to the sun and the moon? How many of you know this? You know this, right? Good. So that means that time in the earth is a function of the relationship or the rotation or the revolution of the earth around the sun. So the revolution of the earth around the sun is for time for seasons, you know, winter, autumn, and all. But the rotation of the earth on its axis is for time. For time. So there are some places, all right, in the earth that are ahead in time. So that means morning in Nigeria is not necessarily morning in Venezuela. Why? So time on the earth in the realm of matter is relational. It is not absolute. Praise God. Praise God. It's relational. Now, on the moon, or if we land on Mars, time on Mars is not the same thing as time on the earth. Praise God. Why? Well, because Mars functions on a, on a different level of physics. It's different from the earth. In fact, all right, I think scientists say, I'm not sure, I need to confirm you, but if I remember correctly, the weight of a man on Mars is like one-sixth of his weight. So it's like um, you, if, you, if you weigh 100, uh, 100 kilograms on Mars, you will weigh lesser. So what do you guys think? Want to lose weight? Move to Mars. Praise the Lord. Because the gravitational pull is not the same as on Earth. It's relational. So, that tells you also, in the realm of the Spirit, time is relational. So, when Jesus said this, whatsoever, if any man asks anything in my name, alright, if he believes it, he will have it. When we say that whatever you ask God for now, all right, it is yours now. When we say faith is now, that now is pointing to time and that time is relational. Because when you be ask God for something, in the realm of the spirit, it already exists, it's yours. But you may not have seen that thing in your own reality, time. That means this earth time. It may not have manifested in this earth time, but it's already a reality in the realm of the spirit. So what is faith? 
faith is speaking in accordance with the reality in the realm of the spirit, even though you have not yet seen it in your own time realm. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? Calling those things that be not as though they were. So angels are creatures of time, but it's alright, they are creatures of time in that realm, in the realm of spirit, in the invisible realm. Hallelujah. Now look at what he now says. He says, Gabriel was sent to fly swiftly. Touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Verse 22. Everybody read. He says, Everybody read. He says, What? And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee what? Uh huh. Verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment did what? So that means the moment Daniel started praying, God sent the angel. Listen to me. And I want you to say this with me. God answers quickly. He never delays. Again, God answers quickly. He never delays. He says immediately you started praying. I was sent. At the beginning of the supplications, the commandment came forth. And I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Praise God. I said, praise God. So you can see very clearly the way things work. A man on the earth prays. The moment that man on the earth is praying, the result is that God sends an angel. Why? Because that angel has an authorization to enter the earth realm based on the request from that man that he's praying. So prayer is the legislative way to authorize the entrance of angelic forces into the earth realm. Prayer is the legislative way i hope you are writing prayer is the legislative way to authorize the entrance of angels into the earth realm until daniel prayed an angel wasn't sent to give him an assignment now from this scripture we can also see that there are some prayer that the answer is material but there are prayers that the answer is instruction. Praise God. There are some prayers that the answer is material, but there are prayers that the answer is what? Instruction. Understanding. The angel came to give him understanding. There are some folks that there is a challenge in their family. They are stuck. Everybody is stuck in the family. Everybody has, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, what's going on? You understand? When the person starts praying, the answer will come in an angel giving that person understanding. This is what the problem is. And this is what you should do. This is what the problem is. This is what you should do. Now, notice 
that the instruction to Daniel was that he just showed him what was going to happen. Daniel had nothing else to do. It was just information. He told him about the rise and fall of kingdoms. Hallelujah. And commanded him to write it in a book. That was it. Hallelujah. So, prayer is the legislative activity that authorizes the release of angels and permits their entrance into the atrium. Look at another example, Acts of Apostles chapter 12. It is normal for a believer to bump into angels. Hallelujah. Joshua, in Joshua chapter 6, chapter 5, you know, the last few verses into 6, he bumped into an angel and that angel, his rank was captain. Captain. That was his rank. He was a captain of the Lord's host. He was an angel. Then, in the book of Daniel, the Bible calls Michael a chief prince, a general. Because the angels of the Lord are, are, are always in a military formation. There is a hierarchy in the angelic forces. And angels don't have equal strength. That's why at times you will find the description of an angel, you say, is a mighty angel. And you find that when Gabriel was sent, in this scripture we look at, when Gabriel was sent to deliver the message to Daniel, Gabriel was stopped by the prince of Persia. So I think in the second service, I would, I, would, I would sit down there. He was stopped by the prince of Persia and Gabriel couldn't pass. Showing you that that prince of Persia, who was a fallen angel, hallelujah, had enough might to stop Gabriel from passing. You must understand, there is spiritual warfare. Look at me, everybody. There is what? Spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Chaos sometimes in the spirit realm. Justling in the realm of the spirit. Violent jostling between spirits. A spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to give you an example. I don't know if you remember that um, two gates thing. We're doing SARS, I mean, SARS. I remember SARS and stuff. Then when the shooting happened, how many of you observed the carnage that happened after our life? This thing cannot be normal. I saw the way some people actually destroyed BRT buses, BRT bus stop, traffic lights, and I was like, is it human beings that did it? Or aliens? Because that extent of destruction, they entered politicians' houses, they ransacked it, they entered the Oba of Lagos Palace, the guy ran out. They ransacked it, then they removed some, they removed AC, removed the, uh, the one outside, the outdoor one. Too. I'm like, ah. then people now began to carry Okada. I even saw one. They went to Okada, they couldn't put fuel inside, and they were rolling like this, going like this. What happened? Where are you going to? Just. Whenever 
God's will does not take precedence in the realm of the spirit, the casualties are human beings. Casualties are human beings. Let's take it, you know. Casualties are human beings. There are certain things that once you see it, rear his head in the physical realm, it might already be too late. Because the last phase is what, once he shows up in the earth realm, it's already too late. Once he shows up in the earth realm, it's already concluded in the spirit. The earth, the physical realm, is the last lap of any occurrence or any thing, any spiritual. It's the last lap. That's the last place. So that's why when things are occurring in the realm of the spirit and it is going against God's plan for your life, you will begin to sense the spirit of God begin to stare. How many of you have had that time where the spirit of God is staring you to pray? You don't be ah, pray. Waking you, pray. Pray. You, that's staring. What's going on? What's going on is that something is happening in the realm of the spirit that may show up in two weeks' time, three weeks' time, a month. You have to sort it out now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Hallelujah. Acts 12. And verse 1. Glory to God. How do you like your new place? Ah, you don't like it. And I'm not hearing anything from you now. You love it. It's August too, in case we start in August. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Acts 12. Angels are released in response to prayer. Proverbs 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with his word. Notice. He said, I want to vex certain of the church. What does it show you? It shows you that many times, glory to God, when the devil wants to move against the church, who will he use? People in what? Authority. People in what? He will use Herods. He will use Pharaoh. He will use an emperor. He will go through authority to afflict and oppress the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Alright. To vex certain of the church. Now verse 2. And he killed James. The brother of John. Do you know the James he killed? The one, this James was one of the three. That were always with Jesus on the mount. The one that was with Jesus on the mount of transfiguration. This James. So it was the one of the inner three. Yet. Herod took him and killed him. Nothing happened. Just killed him. Black, pa, 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 just like that. They cut off his head. But, but you see, we, we, as we study, we find out that the church did not pray when they took James. 
Because you know, James must have been telling them of his wonderful times with the Lord. And they saw miracles. James did like this. And the blind, you know, received the sight. Hallelujah. James said, Videbebel. Then the cripples started walking. That's a ah, James, not seen. Not seen. Ah, ah. You took him. Don't worry. Watch now. Watch now. He will appear now. now. He will appear here. Don't worry. Watch. Don't forget. Remember. Let me tell you something. Listen. Remember that Peter was arrested for preaching earlier. Remember that? And when he was arrested, an angel of the Lord came, opened it, and he came out. Right? So there was deliverance. Those guys, no. Leave them. They are not mortal men. You understand? They are not mortal men. Nah, don't worry. You, you, you see him now. So what they said, they took him to, to the executioner's execution. So you see, as the knife comes, the knife will bounce back. Then the knife went up and came down. And the head of James went here. And eh? No, it will come back. It will come back. It didn't come back until they buried James. Then this Herod guy now went and took Peter. Look at what he said. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of the unliving bread. Now, verse 4, everybody we want to go. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarters of soldiers to keep him intending after Passover. That word, Easter, is the Greek word or Hebrew word, Pashka. It's Passover. The translators put it as Easter. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One of these days, uh, now if you are not on our Telegram channel, join it and look for a teaching called Bibliology. So you understand how you got your Bible, why we got our Bible. That word Easter here, all right, is Pascha. Pascha, if you have a reference Bible, you will see there, Pascha is Passover. Passover, that's the Jewish Passover. You understand? Because the Jews didn't have Easter. Easter, all right, the word Easter itself is not a christian thing it's not a christian term it is a uh hellenistic term it's an idolatrous term it was Easter was used to worship the goddess Easter. no let's go into that but you understand you get the gist right you get the gist <laughs> but it doesn't affect our own celebration though praise the lord it doesn't affect our own celebration they call it Easter fine it is we've called it what we've applied it for the kingdom hallelujah so all those people that say, no, don't say, leave us that thing alone. Amen. We are using it for Jesus Christ. It's fine. Hallelujah. Before they remove the public holiday. Amen. <laughs> and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarters of soldiers to keep him intending after Passover to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Listen. Everybody read the next verse. It says what? But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So now, when they saw that they took Peter, um, Peter after killing James, the church said, Ah, you can't go anywhere, oh Peter. We need you. And they started praying. They started praying. What was the result? And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, 
Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. All right? Bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. Verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Notice the angel did not ask for a key to open the chains. It means the moment the angelic walks in, natural limitations go out. Because angels of God are also the power of God. How many of you understand that? Angels are agents of power. They are agents of power. Just as you have PHCN, angels work in the departments of power. Notice that Peter did not say, you've held me with chains. I'm going to break the chains now by the dunamis at work in me. You notice that? You notice that? Angels had to come in and get him out. How many of you know the three Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown in the fire? An angel of the Lord had to be present to neutralize that fire. Uh, uh, as we are going to go into what angels can do, I'm going to show you a bit of what angels can do. So you understand. Okay? So, Peter was rescued. He says, And raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Guide thyself. Notice, the angel did not wear his cloth for him. See it. The angel said unto him, Guide thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. Because, you know, for some people, they teach that, alright, that the angel is your houseboy. You send him to cook beans, boil rice. You understand? Glory to God. I mean, one person will say that ah, they will go to an ATM. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. They go to an ATM. Then when they get to the ATM, they don't have money. All right. They now put the ATM inside. They now begin to command the angel of the Lord to bring money out. Have ever seen people do that? Talk to ATM. Have ever know someone that is talking to ATM? Okay, I've ever heard people give testimony about talking to ACM and money came out that they didn't have inside. Then I hear some, they will now begin to say, oh, they, they are commanding angels to put credits in their phone that they didn't buy. God is not a thief. There's some, they cover miracle money. What are they talking about? That money should just enter their accounts. I say I release the angels from the four corners of the world to enter into the banking system, to enter into the banking system, to money to come. I'm like, ah. Then I'll ask them, this money you got, who sent it? Nobody. It just entered my account. I said, guy, I work in a bank. You can't get an alert without somebody sending. Are you following? And I know that there is no heavenly Jerusalem bank in the heavens with Gabriel as a cashier. If money entered your account, somebody sent it. Amen. Because I always say, tell ministries, I always tell me, I say, okay, wait. 
If it's angel that is truly crediting people's accounts, why are you asking for offering? Amen. Amen. Why are you asking for offering? So if it's ah, amen. If it's that one, why, why are we asking for offering? I'll just say, what? Angel. Oh yeah. We need one million dollars. So you are credited from the heavenly Jerusalem bank account. No, God is not a thief. Look at neighbor and for emphasis, God is not a thief. He will not do evil. Hallelujah. He will not raid Dangote's account to credit your own. And you say, Lako Rabashaya, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. God is not in the business of carrying the money of somebody else and giving to you. Notice as long as the church has been that prayer. That God is still rich. Amen. I said amen. Praise God. He's still rich. Because the system of this world is corrupt. If you know a few, a few politicians and you are aware of contracts and they give you contracts, you'll be rich now. Glory to God. Yes, the supernatural way God meets our needs. But we must not also know, forget that some people, you know, it's just corruption. I'm not saying that good thing is corrupt. I'm just saying. Or anybody, but for that matter. I'm just saying. Amen. Look about. I'm just saying. You understand? There's corruption. The financial systems of this earth is unfair. But that doesn't stop the Lord from providing for us. Hallelujah. Now, how he does it, he can use angels who move people to give to you. Move people to patronize you. Praise God. Move people to favor you. But he will not be untrue to himself to do that. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So what do we find? We find that the angel of the Lord appears, alright, and brings Peter out. In response to the prayer of the people. So let us look at, uh, you know, um, um, some few things about angels. Number one, angels have the capacity to appear as men. The body suit of an angel has the capacity to, you know, take on the form of a man for a moment to achieve a job, to get certain things done. Angels can do that. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13 and verse 2. Well, let's start from verse 1. What does it say? Let brotherly love what? Talk to me now. Let brotherly love what? Yes. Be not forgetful to entertain what? Strangers. For thereby some have entertained what? Angels on our Wears on our wares. So the, the fact that they entertained angels on our wares means that the angels appeared as what? Men. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Judges chapter number 13. In Daniel chapter 9 verse 21, 
Daniel calls angel Gabriel. He says, the man Gabriel. The man Gabriel. Which means the appearance and the form Gabriel appeared to Daniel with was the appearance of a what? Of a man. So he didn't appear to Daniel with, um, Daniel with wings. Or anything like that. He appeared like a man. Praise the Lord. Like a man. Hallelujah. Judges 13. You see that same story? I, I, I can just, just read it. Judges 13, 3 to 6 and 10. You see that same, that, that same thing. All right. An angel will appear as a man and give an inform, information and pass it across. When you had Samson's parents also, Manoah and his wife. All right. An angel appeared to the wife. The wife did not know it was an angel because he appeared like a man. And it was when the angel disappeared in front of them that said, oh my God, it was an angel. So usually, folks get to know it's an angel when that angel disappears from their sight. How many of you have heard of people saying that they were helped by angels, some, somebody will direct them, all of a sudden they, they won't see the person anymore? How many of you have heard things like that? Some of you might have even happened to you. It's very likely that many of you have actually encountered angels that took on human form and not known that they were an angel. A dear man, um, you know, was telling the story of how he was driving somewhere, all right, and as he was driving somewhere, there was trouble in front. As he was driving, somebody was flagging him. By the, by the road, it was, you know, an isolated road. Flagging, going there, there's something going on there. Turn back, turn back, turn back. Turn back. I told myself, oh, thank you very much. And as he turned, he looked back to see the person. There was nobody. So angels have the ability. All right? They have that ability to present and appear as men. Let's continue. All right? Number two, they can appear as elements. Earth, wind, fire, water, cloud. Exodus chapter 3 verse 2, where the angel of the Lord appear as fire. In fact, Psalm 104 says, it says, Thou hast made your angels spirit and your ministers a flame of fire. So when people say Holy Ghost fire, actually, those are angels. Because Holy Ghost does not have fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost does not have fire. Angels. They can appear as elements and manipulate the elements of the earth. Water, fire, wind. Exodus 3, 2. Exodus 14, 19. 1 Kings 19, 5. Now, in scriptures, many times when you're reading scriptures, all right, especially in the Old Testament, you will find instances where they will mention, um, it will, the, the, the writer will communicate and he make it look as though it was God talking directly to the speaker or the writer, whereas it was God talking through an angel to the writer. Let me show you an example. Turn to Exodus chapter 3. 
So you find that a lot of the Old Testament was actually written by the instrumentality of angels. It was angels. Look at Exodus quickly. They were the ones God used. They were the intermediary. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. Can we read 1, 2, go? What does it say? Louder. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And came to the mountain of God even to Oreb. Verse 2. Everybody read 1, to go? Out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burned with fire, and the bush was not what? Consumed. Alright? Notice what he says. He says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. So who appeared unto him? Talk to me. Who appeared unto him? It was the angel of the Lord that appeared. Now, look at verse 4. Notice, it was the angel of the Lord that appeared unto him. But, look at what, in verse 3, it says, And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Now, verse 4, read. And when the Lord saw, who did he say saw? Who did he say saw? Ah, he said, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. Now notice, from the context, who was talking to Moses? An angel of the Lord. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a question. Who wrote the book of Exodus? Who wrote the book of Exodus? It was Moses. But have you noticed that when Moses writes, he writes in the third person. Have you noticed? Instead of saying, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto me in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. Alright? It's an interview to say, verse 3, and I said, he said, and Moses said. So Moses is writing what happened to him, but he writes it in the what? In the third person, so that when you are reading it, Moses is not in the picture. Hallelujah. It is the same language. That language, that style of writing is also seen in the book of Job, which we will come to later. For you to understand what happened with Job and why what happened with Job happened. Praise the Lord. So you see an angel here. Now let's look at Acts of Apostles chapter 7. You find that the Old Testament occurrences and feats were actually as a result of interaction with angels. Angels were very key in the law of Moses and all of that. Angels. Acts chapter 7. And verse 52. It says, Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before the coming of the just one. Amen. Did you see that? Did you see that? So, the prophet showed the coming of the just one. Who is the just one? Jesus Christ. He now says, the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now betrayers and murderers. Verse 53, everybody read one, two, go. Who have received the law by the what? By the what? How did they receive the law? By the what? That word disposition means arrangement. 
angels were the ones that arranged the law. So that play of stone, where Moses said, and the Lord wrote the Ten Commandments on stone, whose hand was writing? An angel. Collaborative scripture. Mene, mene, teke, ofasim. Remember that? That writing that appeared in Babylon, it was the hand of an angel. Because angels can write. Praise God. Angels can write. Now, if angels can write, it means they have an intellect. They have the ability to reason. They have the ability to think. Angels are not robots. No. They are beings with intelligence. They have a brain. So to speak. It may not be like our own. But it must have the ability to compute. So that's why if you talk to them, they can think and reply back. Praise God. Praise God. Are you following? I said, are you following? Aha. Uh -huh. Very, very important. All right. The law came by angels. Galatians 3. God never spoke to any man in the Old Testament directly. No man in the Old Testament saw God face to face. Oh, Moses saw God face to face, right? I remember I said, Moses saw God face to face. Who wrote that? Moses wrote it. Was he lying? No, I don't think he was lying. I think that was his understanding of what happened. But Jesus comes in John 1, 18 and says, No man has seen God at any time. He said it twice. John 1, 18 and John 6, uh, 46. No man. He said, not, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten of the Father who dwells in the bosom of the Father has revealed him. Then he said it in John 6, 46. Not that any man has seen God at any time. Save the Son of Man. So Enoch did not see God. Moses did not see God. I didn't say it. I, the Bible said it. Look at Galatians 3.19. Can we read one to go? Wherefore then served the law? It was added because of what? Church now. It was added because of what? Till the seed should come whom the promise was, to whom the promise was made. Remember we talked about this yesterday. Remember that? Uh-huh. To the seed to come whom the promise was made. And it was what? Louder. It was what? It was what? Ordained by angels. The word ordained is the Greek diatasso. The word um, in Acts 7.53, what word was it again? Disposition. Right? It's the Greek word diatege. Both of them means to arrange. Diataso means to arrange thoroughly. So that means the angels arranged the law of Moses thoroughly. Ordained by angels. And they now added the law to a mediator. The mediator of the old covenant was Moses. Praise the Lord. So angels were in charge of communicating the law. Hebrews 2. How many scriptures have I given you of this angel's thing and the law of Moses? How many? 
I've given you Acts 7.53. I've given you Galatians 3.19, right? Now, Hebrews 2. Verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. Verse 2, everybody read. For if the word spoken by was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of what? Reward. So it was, the law is the word spoken by, spoken by angels. Hallelujah. Angels. So look at the beautiful thing. Look at it. I'll show you something very powerful. In Acts of Apostles chapter 10, an angel of the Lord appears to Cornelius. And when he appears to Cornelius, it says, your arms and your prayers have risen up as a memorial before God. He now says, send for Peter. So, in the Old Testament, angels communicated the law, the ordinance, and the teachings to a man, to men. But in the New Testament, an angel could not preach the gospel. Because only new creation men can preach the gospel. Angels had authority in the Old Testament to communicate the law. But they don't have authority in the New Testament to preach the gospel. Because preaching the gospel can only be done by men who are sitting at the right hand of God. Angels don't sit at the right hand of God. They serve the office of the right hand of God. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? Angels cannot forgive a man's sins. They don't have the authority. But the believer in Christ can forgive a man's sin. How can the believer in Christ forgive a man's sin? By preaching the gospel. Because inside the gospel is the forgiveness of sins. Are you seeing? Praise God. Hallelujah. I, 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 <laughs> hallelujah. That's why you are senior to angels. You can do what they can't. Amen. Now, they can appear as elements and Madeleine, number three, all right. They are the ones who gave the law of Moses, but they can't preach the gospel. Number four, all the mighty feats in the book of Exodus were works of angels. Parting of the Red Sea. Parting of the Red Sea. Turning water to blood. Who gave Moses, who told Moses, the rod in your hand, put it down. In Exodus 3. Who gave him the instruction? Who gave him the instruction? You were an angel, right? Right? 
He was an angel. And he talked to snake. Then told him, pick it up by the tail. Who told him? Who told him? An angel. Now, let me show you something. Look at me, everybody. When you begin to grow, that's why the name of the Lord is the... When you begin to grow in the things of the ministry, sometimes you're going to find out that an angel of the Lord could appear to you and begin to say, I'm sent from the presence of the Lord to show you how you should heal the sick. You understand? You do that. I tell you, whenever you notice this, this is what is happening. And this is what you should do. Do you understand? Yeah. Because if you look at Moses, the angel mentored him in the supernatural. Are you following? And told him, this is how you will do it. This is how you will do it. This is how we do it. You understand? So he's saying, unless you do it, I can't do my part. You have to initiate. Are you following? So when you do your part, then I can do my part. So drop the rod, I'll do my part of changing its form. Put your hand here, I'll do my part of changing the appearance. So you can see, angels have the capacity to manipulate matter. See, this matter, all this is not real. Look, it's just the way your brain is one reporting, okay, light and stuff like that. See, by the time the, the Holy Ghost realm enters it, you will now find out that what you are calling limitations are not limitations. Because if Jesus, after he rose from the dead, could walk through walls, he could walk through walls as though the wall was not there. The doors were locked and he was there. Which means that he, was, he existed in a form where the walls meant nothing. He could levitate without aeroplanes. It means therefore that nothing is impossible. Nothing. Now, let me just close here. Then, in this afternoon session, I will now begin to teach you guys about the classes of angels, the offices and the ranks of the angelic forces, then also the offices and the ranks of demonic spirits. All demons are not the same. There are some demons who you go. There are some who say, come out, and there are some who say, ah, there are some, eh? <laughs> there are some that you will not even know they are there. They don't show their face. The person that the person, the demon is operating in, will be calm, cool, collected, operating normal. But the demon is hiding there. Then you find out that fallen angels don't possess the body of people. There's a difference between fallen angels and demons. You see, because demons, diamond, diamondon, are disembodied spirits. A disembodied spirit needs a body to operate. So, among demons, there are different types. Spirit of infirmity, evil spirit, unclean spirit, all of those guys. Those guys possess people's bodies. But a fallen angel has a body. 
Praise God. Alright? A fallen angel has a body. What the fallen angels do is that the fallen angels, they actually do what they do through demons. Through devils. So, they influence nations, influence local governments, influence, you know, mindsets and belief systems. So, the demons don't really have ideology like that. But the fallen angels have ideology under the command of Satan. So, they have what they want to do. So, that's why you find out that if you study the world, you, have you noticed that trends in the world will just start? It's looking at those somebody sponsoring it. Look at it, for example, homosexuality has been in the world for a, very, for a while. But all of a sudden, it got to a point where it became a trend. And now began to, you know, then now they've brought another one. Cis, trans, kinikon, you understand? Somebody is sponsoring it. To the point they will now do it in such a way that if you don't agree, they lock you out. It's, you know, it's sponsored. We we'll talk about that in the afternoon service, and I'll show you. Then I will now show you how altars connect to it. An altar, all right, is raised up. All right, the purpose of an altar is to feed territory to demonic spirits. So where an altar is in operation, legally the demon can operate in that territory. What an altar says is, you have a right. To operate here, we give you this territory. We, the human beings here, give you the territory. Operate. That's what that's what that 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 means. So you find out that in the Old Testament, the moment altars to Baal start rising up, the the rulership of Israel will shift from the king of Israel. It will move to somebody else because the prince over Israel is not a demon. It's an angelic person. Are you following? Come on, are you following? Very important. Very important. So sometimes when you are praying and there are certain challenges you are facing and you are noticing, as you are beginning to pray and the Spirit of God open your eyes, the Spirit of God now begins to show you, oh yeah, knock that down, knock that down, knock that down, knock that down, knock that down. Are you following? Knock it down, knock it down, knock it down. Go against that. Go against that. Go against that. You begin to be led to pray and address personalities in prayer. Praise the Lord. There are some families. The women would always have issues, different kind of issues. And if you're a Christian, you see that ah, how should it's easy? You can it's easy. You, you, you see. You can't just be scattering prayer. Just be scattering any force. No, it be specific. You understand? Any force is is it's like carrying God. You're spraying it. Anybody? No. You understand? There is the person has name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Person has name. You have to learn it. So we talk about that. You will now see. Then if you look at, I mean, if you remember the. Ten plagues in Egypt. I don't remember it. Now, you know, if you notice, the first four, when Moses did it, the magicians, the one the magicians, the sorcerers were able to replicate it. What was happening? 
you know Moses was being done with the help of angels who was helping the sorcerers who was the invisible personalities that they were consulting and conjuring to do their own were falling angels and demons is that correct is that correct but it got to a point when Moses got to a particular point of demonstration they could not replicate why the falling angels working with these guys did not have the capacity of the angels working with Moses so there was a limitation so they, they couldn't do this they couldn't so they were like we can't do this one no we can't do this one no we can't do this one hallelujah so in the realm of the spirit the angelic forces with Moses must have waylaid those demonic spirits on the other side such that when those guys conjured they couldn't respond same thing listen remember that confrontation between Elijah and the prophets of Baal you notice Elijah said let the God that answers by fire let him be God don't you ever think that Baal couldn't send fire what are you talking about it's not fire you think they were you think they were joking when they were praying they were praying they knew, ah, they've done it before but Elijah had handled <laughs> praise the Lord he had handled them because Elijah was a prophet a prophet is a spiritual territorial commander is a one-man vigilante army you have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center for other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.